All right. Cheers. Cheers. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Podcast. We're your hosts today, TJ Branson, Zach Vogel, Mike Rogerson. Hey there. Hey, hey, hey. How we doing, boys? I'm well. Happy New Year. Round two. Fight. This is take two. Yesterday, my mic got unplugged and, you know, didn't record half, more than half the episode, like 75% of it. So we're going through it. We already know each other's lists for the most part. There's been a little bit of movement, I'm sure. Every time I open this list, I change something. So we got centers today. Next up is goalies, and then we're going to get into, like, strong preseason content not just like rankings and stuff like that but today we got centers um i love rankings episodes rankings are are good fun my favorites definitely like a firing squad like everybody's like you don't have my favorite player number one that's bullshit no i don't no unless your favorite player is connor mcdavid mcdavid. McDavid. (laughs) i think so speaking of Let's, let's I got it. Nathan McKinnon number one, and and so uh, real quick before we even like get into this too far, I'm gonna say like these top the top three is the top three, and then that yes. is that is your tier, and yeah. then there's like a tier below that of I don't know probably another three players, but that top tier I can uh it whoever has what I'm fine with any argument you make yep with having them one two or three whichever way they go. Mine, sure. I have it, McKinnon, Dreisaitl, McDavid. I've got it, uh, McKinnon, McDavid, Dreisaitl. McDavid, McKinnon, Dreisaitl. And like I said, right. there is arguments for each player. Like I think when we were talking about this yesterday when we did the first recording, um, my opinion was that McDavid has like the highest point ceiling, but there are there's facets to each player that make them attractive. Like if you're in a cap league, Leon Dreisaitl or McKinnon might be the guy that you're going for. Dreisaitl has that wing eligibility. You're getting face-offs from a wing position, which is pretty great. And the ceiling on all three of them is pretty similar, but I do give the edge to McDavid just because we've seen it. Dreisaitl's 110-point season. I kind of think, and maybe it's a hot take, but I think we've seen the ceiling for for Dreisaitl. Like I think that's, that's it. That's probably going to be his best season. Uh, I could be wrong. Like I've been wrong I about agree. dry, dry settle every year. I agree hundred percent. I mean, that's perfectly fine. If if a hundred and twenty two point ceiling is, you know, your your high point, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like, that's right. Yeah. He he might regress to a hundred point season. So that <laughs> yeah, would <bummer>. be just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> that's what we're talking about here. So any of these guys, if you're talking about if they have a terrible year, they're getting a hundred points. So yeah. I think obviously McKinnon has a huge edge. When shots are worth more, obviously, because right. he's got hundred a hundred shots more in, in, than either guy. And but then he's, I th- but he's also the worst at faceoffs. That's you're true. Not, That's true. So you're not drafting this number one person for their faceoff. So here's no. here's something I want to add while we're on this topic. We're starting to get lines, all right. And this is something I want to bring up. We're going to talk about the Toronto lines that came out when we get to Matthews for Colorado. They're saying it's going to be Burkowski, McKinnon. And Rantanen on the top line with Landeskog down on line two. Landeskog took a lot of the weight off for McKinnon when it comes to faceoffs, so he's just going to be average on a ton more draws, below average. 
She's going to be, he was what, like 43, 44, some, somewhere in there. He's going to take a lot more volume, but he's like, if you're in a percentage league for faceoffs, it might not be so pretty, but if you're just getting faceoffs, there you go. And Burkowski is definitely worth drafting. Most faceoff leagues that I've been seeing are mostly just faceoff wins. Like percentage is kind of weird because there's such a narrow range of percentages. It's such a weak stat just to have. Maybe yeah. in a categories league. But, well, then I'll get um, Nathan McKinnon and then I'll try to get Sean Couturier later on down the line. Yeah. Well, I, I'll just say right now, in the one uh, first listener league that you randomized, I came out with my first number one overall. Woo! Yes, sir. <clears throat> I'm picking Nathan McKinnon. I'm taking McKinnon first overall. I'll say it on the, on the episode right now. So I hope you don't get sniped. I Zach, you're you're drafting get... seven, so you're not like at the very end. You're just in the the wicked middle. Drafting seven of what? Twelve. Oh, is that that's probably my best. That's probably my best uh, spot too, which is sad. Well, you don't win your league on draft day. That's that's something that's going to carry throughout a lot of these uh, preseason episodes. And all right, doesn't so, hurt. So I guess we're just going to move on to number four. Here is that's where I have Matthews. I think he's going to tear up Canada. Huge shot Matthews. volume. Good at faceoffs. The goals are there. There's really nothing bad you can say about Matthews. I, I got him at four. I think he's going to have a, a huge year. His mustache is bad. His mustache is bad. It's fucking gross. Well, he's but gonna getting, he's going to be getting rid of it. Don't worry. He's going to win the Rocket Richard um, 100%. His shots are crazy, and he's definitely on the most offensively, one of the most offensively potent teams in the league. Uh, in what no could question. be like the the weakest defensive division, too. I think it's going to be, it's wide the fuck open. Canada's just wide open. I mean, people keep saying that, but there are, there's also Hellebuck, and I think Calgary's going to be really tight defensively because... They need to be, and they've got the the people to do it. But I think, yeah, you're right. Matthews is probably. I think he'll be on a sixty goal pace this year. Yeah, I really do. So does that mean you had him at number four too? Number four too. There you go, Zach. I think uh, you got somebody different. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I got my boy Austin Matthews at number five because he is fantastic. But I got Mika Zibanejad at number. Oh, four. that's right. Yeah. I got Mika Zibanejad here. Uh, that hundred and seven point pace doesn't hurt, but. All of that talking that you did about Mika Zibanejad last year made me watch him a little more, made me watch him a little more closely, and I like what I saw. He was getting a full minute time on ice extra, that huge point jump, and he's playing well. He, he's helping out, he's blocking, he's hitting. Usually those hits are even more than they are right now. Usually he's doing almost two a game, but I like his all-around game. The only thing that scares me is the shot percentage, Oh yeah, but I mm. like the direction that they are moving in. I, I I hate the Rangers, but damn, they're moving in a decent direction. Yep, it's crazy. Like he's on such a weird trajectory in his career. Like he started pretty pretty low, and he's consistently just gotten better and better and better and better and better until last year, where I what was his goal pace? He was like what forty yeah forty goals in fifty seven games or something. It was nuts. Yeah, point seven uh, goals per game. So I think that's a sixty goal pace, something close to that. And to think like not playing with Panarin for the majority of it, other than power play, like that's that's can can he do that? Like he did, he did. A five goal game did. doesn't hurt. Yeah, paced for fifty seven point four goals that year. So I mean, it kind of goes without saying that I don't think that's going to happen again. I think he's going to come closer to point per game. He's still going to be over point per game in my opinion, but he's definitely going to come a lot closer to point per game than that 100 plus point pace that he's got. Zibby, he checks so many boxes. Uh, I'm just 
a little bit afraid that he's going to get overdrafted as a result. Right now he's going in the second round a little bit later. Um, if you're in a 10, 10 team, it's like just the start of the third round. Which I'm fine with. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good pick. I got him down here at seven just because I do expect some regression to come. Uh, the shots are pretty ungodly too. So like he does check all his boxes. The hits kind of dried up last year, but I think it has a lot to do with him having the puck. Like possession kills hits. He had the puck a lot. You're not hitting people while you have the puck. So just a heads up, heads up. And you're not uh, so pissed off when you're scoring every other shot too. <laughs> um, I had him at number six. I think he's. I think like he's another guy where with a regression, he's still awesome. Yeah, like, and he he does um, check so many boxes in in category yeah. leagues. Like he's gonna he's gonna get you four or five categories easy. Five. I had uh, Jack Eichel. He's gonna Eichel. shoot a well fuck done. ton. Uh, well there, he's got options on the power play now. Like Darlene is gonna get a lot better. Jack Eichel and Taylor Hall should make music together. Uh, Olafson is gonna be his winger to start the year, but he crashed into the net. So we're gonna be watching that one. Yeah, um, during <laughs> practice. Just such- such a buffalo thing to have happen it is kind of a bummer so just it is a confirmed line just i don't know what the extent of the olafson injury was and i was hoping for reinhardt but it doesn't seem to be that way they do say however that the skinner uh stall and reinhardt line has been looking good so (laughs) i i went to a a buffalo beat writer and i I responded to him i was like hey like can somebody tell me why there's so much reinhardt eichel hate like buffalo fans just hate Eichel and Reinhardt together. And I didn't know that, but I learned really quickly because everybody, you know, gave me a piece of their mind. So I'm sorry, Buffalo fans. I did not know. But uh, what do you guys got at five? I had Eichel. I had, I had Eichel. Matthews, but I did have Eichel at number six. Yeah, his top six is pretty tight here. Eichel takes a ton of face-offs, which I don't think will change. Shoots a buttload. You know, most of these guys do, though, at this point. Yeah. Height, but... and, and honestly, actually, it's surprising to see how many blocks and hits he has. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's not a not a wimp. You at don't all. expect him to be out there doing that. I just, I kind of wonder. I know we talked about it before, but like, there's going to be they're just stacked shooter upon shooter upon shooter. Yeah, that top that's line. a lot that's of a shots. Little, a little you... bit redundant. Just three, like Eichel. I know he can pass the puck. Yeah, those are three guys that are gonna like fighting for 250 Eichel, 300 shots every year. So it's Do a you lot think of shots. That means he's gonna shoot less though. Well, that's what I was thinking yesterday when this came up. I think he might be the one guy who does turn into more of a true center playmaker type guy since he's going to have Got options. options yeah. um, do you know, like, do, do we know how long Golovson's out or day who's going to replace him? Day to day, they're not giving up too yeah, much information. Know. Oh, so yeah. with this, the, the Matthews thing, what's going on in Toronto? I forgot to tell you guys. It's going to be Joe fucking Thornton with Matthews and Marner and then Jimmy yeah. fucking VC. With Tavares no. and uh, with Willie, no, that's just such a. I don't buy it. Keith, I think no, I think Keith no is way. just he wants to see what he has in these new guys. Like those are two new acquisitions. Simmons is a new acquisition too, but he's on the fourth line. Don't really expect too much out of him. I see what it is. But Thornton on line one, like <laughs> Matthews that's and ridiculous. fucking Marner are going to be at the goal line, and Joe's going to be at the fucking red line in the middle trying yeah, to get there. No. It's not going to work. I don't think it's going to work. Like I see people on Reddit right now being like, hey, should I drop X for Joe Thornton? I'm like, just just fucking no. chill. Just wait for no. a couple scrimmages. You know? <laughs> no. It's not gonna it's not gonna last no, man. the preseason, I don't think. So um, No, Hyman we'll fits so well there and like Thornton, you know, 
<laughs> yeah. He's, he's no. The third line's he's nasty. No. It's like, Mishiev, it, Kerfoot, and Hyman, but I, I just don't see any of that sticking. And Robertson didn't, he's not in the projected lines so far, but they haven't had camp, so we'll see. We'll see. I just I'll don't agree. I saw that list. I don't agree with it at all. I don't see that sticking. We'll see. Uh, for we'll much see. more than a blog's length. <laughs> all right, where are we at? Did you guys do your number six? I think that's where you had Zibby. So I had Crosby at six. I don't know why people are kind of putting Crosby on mute this year. Uh, he's a second-round pick this year, and he typically hits. He shoots. He contributes in a big way in like all offensive categories. The power play points are huge, too. Takes a ton of face-offs. I get that he's a risk to miss some time, but he's still fucking Sidney Crosby. He's never been below point per game in his entire career. You tack on the hits, the shots, the face-offs. Like, there's nothing stopping anybody from taking Crosby in round two. I think that's what you should do. He's a great second-round pick. Yeah, I had him at number seven. He's yeah, exactly. Like people are super low on him. Plus, if you you know, like a, a lot of people do, and sort by last year's stats as they're drafting, and just look at the list roll by. Yep. Because he missed a bunch of games, he's always way down. But like, there's there's no reason for Crosby to be. Well, if that to, means that Crosby falls a little bit, I'm perfectly fine with taking him where he falls. Fucking at. a. Heinze had him at uh, 77 in one of our mock drafts. It was like fantastic, fantastic. Embarrassing. That was em- that was embarrassing. Yeah. To the rest. I, w- I felt shameful. <laughs> the the only the only thing I'm fading him on is dynasty leagues, and that's about it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He's 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 kind of old. You know that this shit happens. Number seven is where I had Zibby. So if you guys are uh, need to catch up, have at it. I had Crosby there, so no, I'm I'm caught up. Well, I had Crosby at six, and my number seven was the Golden God, John Tavares. John Tavares. Ooh. John fucking Tavares. Wow. Fourteen. I had him at ten. Fourteen why, for me. Why, I'm, I'm lower on him. Why so low? There's so many of these centers, and we're going to get to it. Like, And he does just as much as all the other ones. It's just point per game. You're getting that from like he has ten three, other guys. Three plus on the shots list. per game, point per game, half a block, half a hit per game. It sounds like everybody that we're going to be talking about. Exactly. But he's also on one of, one of the best teams in the league, one of the best offenses in the league, one of the best power plays in the league. Shall, shall I keep going? I mean, he even had like a down year last year. I took him down a few spots because he's playing with Jimmy VC. so. Exactly. Yeah, that must <laughs> and, be it. Uh, and we both his, know that he is not going to be playing with Jimmy VC. Right, yeah. He has a, a terrible social media presence, so I'm not into him. So he lost a few spots. Is that a fact? I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. He's a really boring person every interview I've ever seen. Uh, uh, he's going he's in the like, third round. I think that's good value. Yeah, de- definitely. I have him at number 10, personally. He totally gets left out to dry. He's like... I don't know why another... people don't want to take John Tavares. Nah, he's awesome. Unless like, you're in league. But I have like probably seven people right around here that I, I'd happily hear an argument to interchange. Yeah. And he's one of them. That's what I mean. It's just you, you take away the name and the picture. Please take away the picture. And just look at the stats. <laughs> he looks like every guy that I'm about to talk about from picks you know, nine to 15 that I can get later. Yeah. So, you know, I'm and then just, she drops and then she drops right here. I had Malkin at, uh, at number eight. Okay. Not bad. I had Malkin at number 11. Same Z's. Just another Ooh, guy. Nice. You know what you're getting at 11. <laughs> you might only get him for 80% of the games in a season. Maybe he'll keep that pace up, but even at that, he's still, he's still a top 10 center. Yeah. Dude's going to get hurt without a doubt. Like I, I hear people saying that, oh my god, he's a pro at playing fifty six games already. 
Zach, like this is our thing. Like what are they? They're just saving all their hurt games for the, for the end of the year, I guess in every other fucking year. So sometimes exactly. Malkin does save his hurt games for the end of the year. He's just like, yeah, I'm just not going to play the rest of the season. Well, I'll that's because the they clinched three quarters <laughs> of the way through. They clinched like 56 games in. I don't think teams are going to be clinching and sitting their guys well, in the last I'll week. I'll tell this you year. what. No. Those years are over for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh fuck! Absolutely, yeah. 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 Him and so, him and Crosby are bust this year. If that's the thought, <laughs> then yeah, he's going to be playing because they're going to have to play the whole year to try to get into the playoffs. I don't see them clinching with a month and a half to go like that's they have thing. in years past. So I'm not worried about like, especially in that. First position. of all, if if Ooh. leagues want to play through that last week, like every other year, it's kind of taboo because that kind of shit does happen. Stars are sitting because they've already clinched. I don't see that shit happening this year. So if you want to play, there's there's so few weeks already this year that playing that last week, you know, just could help your your playoff format or whatever. Like, don't feel don't feel weird. I don't think you know that should also never be a controversial thing. That being controversial is ridiculous. You if you play your stars and you already clinched, then you're an idiot. You're dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. I don't know but what I to mean, tell you. This year, there's about 25 less games and no real training camp and no preseason. So they're actually playing about 40 less games. So there's there's going to be way less need to rest as well. There you go. Well, it's going to be a sprint, man. Yeah. He's still going to get hurt. So, you know, people saying. Yeah, he will. <laughs> he, uh, he will. You know, shortened season, these guys, I think that's just a bad take. So like you're saying, Malkin is tops of the league in points per game. It's just a matter of how many games he's going to play. He was seventh last year and sixth, if you don't count Morgan Geeky, who was top of the league in point per game. I don't count Morgan Geeky. So he's, sixth. he's sixth in points per game. But you can set your watch to Malkin getting hurt. It, it happens. But he's kind of like the Shea Weber or the Chris Letang of forwards. Like when they're on the ice, they're so good that at the end of the year, they're still going to be ranked high enough. And he he's the type of guy, actually him and you know half of Pittsburgh and a few others um, are the type of guys who actually do gain value when you have bench or IR slots. Like if you have some leagues where it's just a set and forget kind of league, then a guy like that can hurt you when he's out. But if you have a bench slot to slide him into for a week or two, I think that's a, that's a huge difference for, for him or for Crosby. Great or for Tang. Roto, I think, too. Like just, you know, cumulative stats, that kind of thing. Yeah, enough on him. Where are we at? Number eight. I had Malkin at eight. Was my was my eight. Zachary? And I and I had Tavares at eight. I'm on to number nine. So Where I got, are you? Nine. I got Aho at number eight. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be a little bit spicy. I'm high on the guy, so like I'm I'm almost ready to gamble here at number eight because, like I said, the rest of the guys that are in this like kind of ranking outside of Malkin, who I had at number eleven, same as you, Zach. They they kind of offer all the same things. Whereas Aho, I kind of think he's a powder keg. I kind of think that that line is going to keep getting better. It's it's going to trickle down to Sveshnikov and things like that. Like great shot volume out of Sebastian Ajo here. Um, he hits. I didn't. I did not really know that. You know, mm. he, he seems kind of like a, a small guy. He's six foot. Seems like strength. Yeah, 180 pounds. Uh, the the hits were there, but the, they weren't like it's not why I'm drafting him or anything. It was below one a game, but it's like he's he's doing other things that that make him interesting. The shot volume over three. And last year he was at like just under three. So I think that's sustainable enough. What I am worried about is the 18.4 shooting percentage that kind of popped out out of nowhere. So goals are probably going to drop down. He was on pace for over 40. You know, I still think he's going to hit mm-hmm. point per game because you, you factor in the amount of assists that he might get from Sveshnikov getting a year better minus his the assists goals. were tr- were pretty low. That's the thing. That's another thing, too, is like you look at the rest of his 
years outside of his uh, rookie year where he had 20. Well, no, even every other year he has more assists than goals. This year was not that case. So I think over point per game, easy out of Sebastian Ajo, right in line with the rest of the guys I'm about to talk about for like another five. For I mean, sure. I didn't have him in the top 10. I had him at number 13, but I totally get where you're 13. coming from. I, I totally get where you're coming from. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm in love with Shabazz, Sebastian Ajo, too. He is just a part of everything on that team. Like, it always seems. Whenever they whenever they get a, a goal, Sebastian Ajo is on it. His point shares are fantastic. Um, And, and I, oh, I think the sky's the limit for that kid. Do you think uh, and- Sebastian Ajo is a first-round pick? No. Yeah, that's where he's getting drafted. He's getting drafted almost at number 12. It's rich for me. I'm fine with him being my second round pick. Yeah, that's that's where I'm comfortable taking him. Like but if I'm late, I'm second round. not I'm not leaving a draft unless I got some like real good players on the back end that I did not expect getting. If Sebastian Ajo is my number one pick. Yeah, I will say that he has the left wing as well, which is handy. If you get some, if you get a nice center in the first nope, round, not in, Yahoo. not in Yahoo anymore. He's center only. Oh no, yeah, he does still in fan tracks. Still has dropping like a rock to number thirteen. Yeah, but I've got him at number thirteen. Right after him, I got Elias Pettersson. So, you know, another guy that's pretty much point per game, and that's about it. Like, what did what did we say yesterday? It was fifty nine faceoffs at the end of the year. Like. Horvat does that in a game. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Pedersen, I had him at number nine. He's probably around. I think he might bust a point per game this year, but the one that totally surprised me, and I'm sure everybody, is his hits. He has more, the most hits in my top 20 outside of PLD, uh, which is just weird. Um, but he has no face-offs, so it's actually super, super harmful to have your top center have zero face-offs in a face-offs league. Yep, JT like Miller, bud. That's really rough. That's, yeah. For me, Pedersen is a points league like guy. That's why I got him out of. There are other yep. guys that I would that I would definitely take if I'm in a Cats league. Like Pedersen uh, going at a second-round draft pick right now, like I'm not touching that in a Cats league. But a points league, I might consider doing that. Like I'd rather have Malkin, who's going twice as – twice as like he's a third-round pick by Yahoo ADP. I'd rather have Malkin than, uh, than Pedersen. But I got Malkin ranked 11 and Pedersen 9, so – it was definitely a points league bump. I'm very sorry, Raj. Like, I'm very, very sorry. And to our community. But I had a lot Elias, of Canucks fans. Elias, I had Elias Pedersen at number 17. Yeah. I, I mean, but I thing. think, But I think, Raj, I think I will make it up like I do. Just wait for it. I think I'll make it up to you a little later. It's a good thing you're not on the Discord, actually. After saying that. Sorry. A lot of, oh, if you, you, um, if you turn okay, on so, mentions, man. So to round out my top 10, I had Mark Sheafley at number 9. He's kind of in this mess of just like point per game guys. Yeah, exactly. I had yeah. him at number eleven myself. Uh, and, 13. and that's what he bad. is. But but one thing that Mark Sheafley is is Mark Scheifele. the same every single day. He he is he every is always, too, yeah. he is he is always him. He is always gonna shoot at a high shooting percentage. You know what I mean? Mark Scheifley has a twenty twenty percent shooting percentage. I'm like, uh, okay. Every year. <laughs> it, it it doesn't worry you, you know. He he takes a shit ton of faceoffs. He just like everybody else, you know, half a block, half a hit, something like that. Nothing too crazy, but he does it every single year, in and out, every single year. Eighty-two point floor, eighty-five point ceiling. He is Mister Reliable. He's so safe. Like I love Shifley for that reason. You know exactly what you're getting. You're getting. Point per game, and that's that's about it. Like he's not hurting you in any category, but he's not really blowing the doors down anywhere. His ADP is usually fine too. Like you can usually get him 
fourth round. A decent, fourth round. Decent price. Where you're getting exactly. guys because like for some reason he's forgettable, dude. Comparables like Braden Point going in early second round. Elias Pettersson, same deal. Like yeah. uh, Sebastian Ajo. These guys are point per game only. But Shifley, like at a fourth round draft pick, forty one point eight ADP right now, same value as these guys that are getting Point and Pedersen in the second round. You can do better things in the second round. I think you should for sure. Shifley is definitely <clears throat> worth a wait. Well, then I'm glad. I'm glad. I think I did a good job with that one. Then, yay me! I, I probably should do an on air edit, like have him above Pedersen at this point, but. Can I no, talk myself no one out of it? Be about Patterson. No, hey, I talk hey, myself the, out of it. So I am shifting. I, I want to push Shifley ahead of Pedersen and Braden yay, Point just for yeah, draft did a good job. So Pedersen's now dropped. Well, now you're going to get added. Fine. Oh. Let's hear it in my mentions. So rounded out my top 10. Guy we kind of just talked about a little bit. Braden Point. I got Braden Point number 10. Mm. I had him at 12 just because he lost Cooch. Uh, I am yeah, worried about fantastic. that, though. I am worried about that. Aren't you? A little bit. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little worried. Yeah. Uh, however, yeah. Braden Point is still incredibly good. If, if he's playing with Stamkos, at least he'll have that, uh, you know, that comfort blanket. But without Kucherov out there, it's going to be an interesting uh, season to, you know, to see where you're going to have Point. Uh, I'm worried that if I draft him, I might draft him too high and not get the return, but I still have to have him in my top 10. Yeah, if you if you want Braden Point, he's going to be your second-round pick. One thing he does bring is goals. He's good at scoring goals. So, you know, that's that's hard to find in a Cats league, but I just can't justify. I think he's like the first pick in the second round as far as Yahoo ADP right now. Yeah, him and Pedersen are no top of the second. No, I, w- I would rather have – I'd rather have Pedersen than Point for sure. Um, it's just so sketchy. Like he could be, I mean, he could be a hundred point guy. I don't really see that, but he could also be a 65 point guy. Well, if, if I'm remembering correctly, they, they had Kucherov down with Sorelli for, I want to say like half the year. I don't know the exact, you know, split, but Kucherov wasn't always there at even strength on the power play. He's going to be missing him. He was there a lot, and but it's such a different thing, too, when it's like if Kucherov goes down to the second line, then all of a sudden so does the number one checking D, right? So it, it's a bigger impact than just – like if you lose, you know, if, uh, MVP and Art Ross winner, yeah, it doesn't not change your team. <laughs> there's no way I can spin this that makes it a positive. I just like – I'm trying to lessen the blow, I think, a little bit. I appreciate it because I have point in like four teams and – uh <laughs> You got him at good value. I, I remember that, though. Like, I, I did. I did. Shit. And that's the thing about Point is he does go anywhere from the second to fourth round, which is crazy just depending on who's in the league. And, oh, you, know. you get him in the fourth round. I'm totally down yeah, for I'm in. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, I had, I had Point here at number 10. I think he's he's a good enough standalone player that, uh, that I, it's not worth canceling the guy. But, again, I just can't justify that ADP. Super high shooting percentage. His lowest in his career is like 14 and a half or something. So he floats right around point per game, erring on the side of under for right now. Like, I don't think I'm going to own any Braden point in redraft leagues this year just because of, of that sunk cost you got to pay for. Second round yeah. draft capital is, is kind of rough. Yeah, I wouldn't take him in a redraft unless it's like, like again, fourth in an unrealistically late round, probably. Yeah, I don't see him making it that far. Um, 12. I, I don't know if you guys are up to that point yet. Did we skip ahead too far? Yeah. I, had a, I had Malkin at 11. I also had Malkin at 11, but my 12 is open. Barkov. Oh, uh, yeah, I had point at 12, so I'm caught up. Fine with Barkov <laughs> at 12. I am at 15. 
All but right. that's close enough. Are you guys worried about Dadnov and Hoffman out? We have another confirmed line that it will be Anthony Duclair Ooh. to start the year with Barkov and Huberto. So that, to me, is exciting. No. Like, I love that look. Yeah. Dadnov was not a shoot-first kind of guy, and Duclair is. So it's going to bring a different element. I can't say it's a better element, but it's definitely a different element. I think it's a better element. I mean, Barkov is more of a passer. Right, so he's uh, Huberto is is what he is. I w- I was calling that a duo. I didn't think Dad enough mattered, but I think if anything, Duclair is an improvement. I think it's just a a guy who they you know being shoot first. Everyone's expecting him to shoot if the puck goes there, so he's always a shooting threat, which helps out Huberto as well. But I think yeah. it gives him another option. I really like. I think Dad good, but I think he's he was definitely a. A replaceable guy, so I don't think it's. I think it's harmful to Barkov. You know, Dadnov and Hoffman leaving on the power play and replacing with Duclair and Hornquist is probably net negative, but I don't mind Duclair on that top line at even strength too much. I wouldn't say it's like a huge net negative though. Yeah, like, I think you're right. I'd say you know maybe like a ten fifteen percent drop, but nothing like it's not like there's. It's just going to be different, no, man. Like no Hornquist on the power play, he's he's a true net front presence, so it's just going to be it's going to be a different flavor. It worked okay for him in, in Pittsburgh. Like, I think Duclair has enough offensive flair. It should mirror Hoffman a little bit. Huge faceoff win numbers from Barkov, and he's good at it if you're in that sort of league. 77-point pace last year. I'd probably probably peg him for that again. Yeah. Done. He's good. Who's your 12, Zach? My 12 is hometown guy Sean Couturier. Ooh-wee. I got him, uh, are, I got are him a little bit. Are you surprised? I got him a little bit later. He still made my I had list. 15. 15. But, I, but I think it's perfectly viable. Like, he's... You know, I, I expect him to be just under a point per game guy. But also, like I said before, uh, I'm big on the Flyers and not just because I'm a fan. Uh, I think they're going to have a very good offense this year. Uh, Couturier is a big part of that middle. He is the best guy on faceoffs in the entire league. Mm-hmm. He's the, you know, best two way forward in the game. And, uh, you know, he, he's definitely helping out on, on hits, everything. Like, come on. He does everything. The only thing I wish he would do more is shoot, which he only does, you know, two, two and a half times a game. I think as far as everything else, so we're talking about, you know, maybe your your first round pick, you're not worried about, about face-off percentage, but, you know, you can go out and get Sean Couturier, who is the best in the league. He's going at sixth in the sixth round, too, so that return on investment, I can see that playing into it a little bit, too. I'm getting, uh, getting a point-per-game guy with, I think he's like just under a hit a game. Great face-off numbers. I think it was two and three-quarter shots a game, something around that area. Like mm-hmm. I said, he kind of blends in with with the rest of the point-per-game guys here, too. Just brings a different element. Yeah, I mean, in terms of players, he, he's he's not exactly the same, but similar to like a Horvat or a couple others where it's like the ceiling and floor, you might as well just put the same number because... Yeah. You know, he's not going to all of a sudden bust out for like 95 points or anything like that, right? I don't see ever hearing of Couturier having a terribly disappointing season in his career. Yeah, he's he's kind of always around 75-ish points, 70 to 75. Yeah, yeah he's safe. I had him at 15. 18. I had, a, I had him a little lower. Uh, 13 so f- is where I had Shifley. 14 is where I had Tavares. I'm up to 15 if you guys want to fill in. Yeah, I had Point, Aho, Barkov, and uh, Couturier at 15, so I'm caught up to 15. Uh-oh, I got one. Spicy? I got one. I'm sorry. What? It's Matt Barsall. Oh, that's right. Fuck. I remember now. It's Matt Barsall at number 14. I disagree. I know, I know you disagree. 
Um, points leagues, I see. Again, I, I think he's going to be another points. point per game player. Uh, and and for me, what it comes down to is, you know that I'm big on like you guys are all into like super deep into the numbers, which I respect the numbers and everything like that. But I am super deep into watching hockey. I will. I've seen you know, a game. Or I have two. no problem watching an Islanders fucking Ducks game. I will sit down, and that can easily be a Wednesday night for me. Boom, let's do it. So there's what other, it comes there's down, other games. What it comes down to, guys, is you watch those games. Go ahead, watch them, and you will see the amount of offense and everything that goes through Matt Barsaw. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm drafting. I'm not drafting those numbers that you're looking at right now. I am drafting the fact that he is utilized in every situation and he is the part of, he, he is literally, you know, the sir, the Charles, the, the jerk. He is the, the Jacob Voracek of centers. Like he's like all, all assists. assists. Yeah. <laughs> no face offs for a setter. No, nothing on a team that has no upside. I'll, I'll hear I it in know. like cumulative points, but dude doesn't have a contract. He's not at camp yet. There's like some weird holdout. <laughs> the New York Islanders have no money to pay the guy, so I have no idea what's going to happen. I got Barzal outside my top 20 here, but he is yeah, I know. early on in my mentions. I just... Um, I, had him at tw- I had him at 20. I did have him at 20. I'm just so down... So down on the Islanders when it has, and, and I get it. I get goals. it. And like I'm not, you know, I'm not the guy that's, you know, hurrah, hurrah. But I, I like I said, I'm drafting the usage. Where's Buddy he is, going? He is to? a part of everything. Just, just like I was saying with Sebastian Ajo earlier, he is the part. Sure he, can... Like he is part of everything that Carolina does. Barzal is li- part of everything. And you could probably get him as a last last few rounds pick too so you probably would get him at a reasonable oh, no, value no. i don't have his adp is in the seventh round that's a little rich for my blood yeah. but we'll see how my team was turning out to make it you know he he's going around ahead of guys like dubois backstrom march so like rounds and rounds ahead of dylan larkin who i have oh. i have larkin here at 16 like I, I haven't talked about my 15 yet but the return on investment plays a big part into why I have Dylan Larkin ranked here. But I want to talk about Patrice Bergeron uh, right quick. He's going in the fourth round, uh, which is which is kind of like, it's a little weird for me. Like, he's good. I still have faith in Boston. A lot of folks are writing them off completely, which I don't think I can get behind. Pasta's going to be out for like five weeks or something. Marchand is going to be there for game one. Uh, I think like that's that's kind of what we're hearing. And, and Craig Smith on the right wing, which is kind of what I think is going to, wind up happening craig smith's a shot producing machine and i think he could wind up being kind of kind of a sleeper in in the way that you know he's going to be riding sidecar on that that line one taking the place of pasta might get some power play time who knows like i don't i'm not the biggest fan of jake debrusque smith could be that guy so i think bergeron's gonna he's not gonna really obviously you want pasta there with him but i i still got faith He's he's going to be driving one of the best lines in hockey. He's right up there with the, with the rest of the folk at the top of the faceoff charts. I had him at seventeen, but I'm I am the person you're talking about who's deaf. I think Boston is done. That's a hot take. I don't I don't think it's a hot take, and I don't think they're like done done. But I don't think it's like they're like they were Presidents Trophy winners last year. Yeah, um, right. So I don't think they're I don't think they're. Uh, they're falling off the face of the planet or like a, a pushover or anything. But like when you say stuff like 
the leading goal scorer in the league's only out for five weeks in a in a short season, and like they're only a little bit older, and there's the only Tory a little Cruz's bit of gone. Maybe the power play quarterback's gone, the captain's gone, who's like the most physically intimidating guy in the world, essentially. Like, there's a lot of things that are different about Boston that kind of like. I don't know if this is the year that they're done done. If you're going to try and tell me that they're, they're not going to be in the mix down. this year, like, I can't. No, I think they're going to be trying hard. <laughs> they're going to be trying their hard out to make it into the mix this year as opposed to being, like, probably a favorite, I think, is the yeah. difference. They're a little they're a little bit lower than a shoe-in, but I still got them in the playoffs yeah. and, and definitely in the hunt. Oh, yeah. They were my pick last year. They won't be my pick this year. I'll agree with you on that, Rod. Colorado. Yeah, and it's kind of like, you know, talking about like dry saddle regressing. You're like, he's still going to be great, but he's not just like, you know. Who do you guys have at uh, 15? Are we are we caught up to 15 here? I had Coots at 15, so yeah. Yep, we are caught up till my 15. All right, well, I got Dylan Larkin. Oh, yeah, Larkin. Ooh, that's right. Yeah, ooh. I kind of name dropped him already. Um, his ADP, let's just start off with that. He's going at the end of the 11th round. Um, the shots are there. Like if you're in a cats league, man, I don't know, like you could fade centers and wind up with Dylan Larkin and still be pretty fucking cool. I'm holding out hope. The kid shoots a lot. He takes faceoffs. He hits more than most. I think the pims are pretty decent. I don't have him in front of me, but he's not like, yep. He's not fucking mailing it in. He's a cats league monster. I think And the return on investment, like I've been saying from a 12th round standpoint to a guy that for me, I'm ranking inside the top 20, return on investment playing into it obviously but like just from an adp standpoint that's that's stellar i gotta rank him up here just it's it's somebody that you guys should be collectively looking out for except in the listener leagues because i want this guy he's gonna go a lot higher than round 12 in our leagues i know it and i think he should go higher than that in your leagues too so just keep an eye out for larkin here the shots are awesome but he is he just has a career horrible shooting percentage yeah that's a weird thing it's like he's his highest is what? I don't think he's ever broken 11. 11 percent. 11.1, I think. Fucking yeah, brutal. He was he was down at eight this year though. So even if he returns up to like maybe ten or something you know, with the amount he shoots. We were we were talking he's, he's shooting three and a half times a game. We were talking with Scott yeah. Cullen, man. Like same thing goes on with Tyler Tafoli. Dude's just like an eight percent shooter for his entire fucking career. All it takes is one year for a shooting percentage bender and dudes like clocking out at forty five goal pace. And I think the same thing could be said with Larkin. He's a powder keg. Maybe it's not in the tank. Who knows? Like every year, I'm always calling for Larkin. He's not my sleeper or anything this year. I'm not taking him in the fucking fifth round like I did last year. Um, but I'm holding out hope. So I'm not I'm not writing the guy off yet. He's going to have, I think, more. Well, he didn't have uh, Mantha. was hurt a bunch last yes, year. Yes, and so Mantha has vowed not to fight as much. So hopefully you know, he's not getting his <laughs> lungs punctured by Jake Muzzin or all of those other apparently repeatable yeah. injuries but yeah no but i think something like that does bring up the quality of shots a little bit bring up his shooting percentage a little bit when you're shooting three times a game a two percent raise makes a makes a difference of a few goals right so so along kind of with what i was saying earlier about you know watching the games one thing i noticed from dylan larkin was at least last year and and i'm attributing it to not having mantha out there but it looked like he was trying to do too much. He looked at times like the best player on the ice for both teams, but it looked like he was trying to do too much on a shit ass team. And I wonder if that played that into in it. Like there, there, there probably wasn't a really healthy headspace for him being on that bad of a team. So 
I don't know. It's the same thing like uh, Besser. We were talking about Besser not being in a good head space. Like his his dad was going through some shit and like he was hurt last yeah, exactly. year. So his stats last year were awesome, but you know, the bounce back is very much possible for both, for Besser so. and for Larkin. Okay, so maybe one of my spiciest on this list, because I like I I said you know, yesterday, it wasn't the, the spiciest list of all, but I do have Sean Monahan in my top twenty, and I have him at number sixteen. All right, mm. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. You did. That's right. I did. That's right. <laughs> hey, man, Calgary. And did you know that Sean Monahan hits? Did you he know sure that? Does did he you sure Did does. you know that Sean Monahan hits? He doesn't look like a guy that's going to hit. You know him and that pretty smile he got. Looks like, but he should but be in a do. Disney Channel movie about rollerblading. I- <laughs> Brink. He's the guy that I bumped to put Barzal in the top 20. All right, so he's close. That's yeah, fine. But- I mean, I'm not totally against it, but I- I'm telling you, Car- Calgary's going to be back this year. He is a guy that has uh, point-per-game potential. I will say point-per-game potential. Um, I'm not saying he is definitely going to get, you know, point-per-game this year, but he has it in him, and that's for sure, and he's playing with people that you know, can get him there too. So Calgary had a down la- a down year last year as far as like, you know, the expectations on offense and everything like that. But I think Monaghan is going to have a bounce back. And the shooting percentage didn't take too much of a hit, so it didn't deter me away enough to make me not have him in the top 20. I'm just worried about that Elias Lindholm to center kind of. And, and there was more rumors today. Like, I guess Jeff Ward wants to know which of his centers can play wing. Just, I have no idea what to make. I can't wait to see the first line combinations out of Calgary. It's going to be so fucking wacky. But if, if Monaghan winds up being 2C, uh, he's going to get bumped down a little bit. What I really want to know is I want to talk to the first person that saw Sean Monaghan walk out of a bathroom with that fucking goatee and told him it'd be a good idea to go around living his life looking like that. I'm just curious. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Office episode when Michael Scott grows a goatee after seeing Ryan had a goatee? Oh, yeah. Because Ryan had one? Yeah, that's, that's what it Have you been watching of. a lot of Office in the last couple of days because it's been on nonstop? It is always on nonstop. Dude, Comedy Central is like South Park at night, Office during the day. Call it a fucking day, boys. Like, Which everybody isn't can the go worst home. thing in the world. No, it's not. It was Seinfeld for a decade and then The Office for a decade. And now it's going to be, I don't know, there's no more shows left. Give me Always Sunny. I'll put Always Sunny on repeat. Yeah, it's got some episodes. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think, is, is pretty commercially acceptable. I don't like his goatee. Um, also, I think he's going to be 2C this year. So I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. I want. I need to know more about Calgary before I go invest anything in them uh what number are we on now 17 16 was my dylan larkin and yours as well my number 17 was bergeron Hmm. so i don't know what you guys got at 17 who you got i got one more i got one more interesting one and it's the thing that i'm hoping is going to save my ass and you know save my soul for our listeners and and especially for you raj bo horvat i got bo horvat yeah yeah oh yeah because bo horvat is good I have nice. him at number eighteen. He's one of the more mm. underrated centers out there. He is, he is the he is the most underrated man in hockey. 
And now that there's no more toes in the league, uh, he's probably the number one face-off guy for pure bulk. I mean, he takes every face-off in Vancouver that matters. Like for if there's doesn't matter what lines on the ice, if the face-off even remotely matters, they send Bo fifteen hundred last like, year. He has almost fifteen hundred. Yeah. He has fourteen eighty three. Yeah, it's crazy. And he has a reasonable and percentage. Not just reasonable. Not just reasonable, like Good. the third best in the league. He's 57.3 last year. But the whole thing is, he hits, he blocks, he does it all. Yeah, he's kind of got uh, that Mark he, Stone thing going on. It's like three quarters of one each game. Yeah, he's, and, he's, and he's quite he, good. And he shoots a sneaky amount, too. He does, and he's a power play staple. Even though he's a second line player, he's usually always on the on the power play because, again, Pedersen doesn't take faceoffs. They like to have Miller and him out there. But uh, what's actually crazy now that I'm looking at my whole top twenty list right now, Horvat had 850 wins. Nobody else was even in the 700s. He's um. Oh no, that's not true. That's not true. Bergeron had 750. So there was one other person within like 200 faceoffs of him. That's fucking crazy. In the right league, that's that could be valuable. So moral of the story is not in the right league. Uh, Bo Horvat is valuable. Uh, he's 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 gonna pot him in for 20 goals. All right, pot him in for a ton of fucking faceoffs, and also pot him in for you know getting him at serious freaking value. Serious value. These are things that you thirteenth round. Can't, yeah. Yeah. Thirteenth round. Boom. Give me Bo Horvath yeah. in the thirteenth round, please. If you hear anybody say that Mark Stone hits and blocks and doesn't say the same about Horvat, then I don't know what to tell you. Because it's All pretty I'm close. Is have him on your radar. You got your Shifley, Couturier, and Horvat are kind of like slightly different tiers, but like those three guys are really similar yeah. in that there. A nice spread, and it's like you might as well just copy and paste their stats every year. Uh, number 17 is where I had Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, I like him for point production. I like him for face-offs. I like him for shot volume, ice time. I don't know what else to tell you guys. Like He's good, and I like him here. Uh, but what I don't like is I think he's getting drafted in like the sixth round or some shit. Yeah, 5.9, so he snuck into the fifth round. Don't like that. So he's definitely taking a hit in my ranks as far as ADP goes. Yeah, not bad. I think he's more valuable in real life. Like he can captain he can captain a Stanley Cup winning team, but his he doesn't have that kind of value. I like just, I definitely he, he's been flirting with point per game since he's been in yeah. St. Louis, which I think is great. I love his shot volume. Um where where was he at? He was like three and a half or right around three. So that's always pretty decent. Um, He's good. He just has yeah. a surprise for being such a great two way player. He has a surprisingly low amount of uh, of peripherals. Like he doesn't. That's hit the thing. That's such, the thing. Yeah. For such a gritty guy, not he has like under twenty hits. I think. Dude, he is constantly in the running for the Lady Bing. Like I'm looking back every year, almost he's he's in there for the Bing. So he's 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 a polite guy. Him and him and Shifley, real polite guys. Surprisingly polite. Yeah, I heard. I, I heard yeah, Shifley I a- does not swear. Or doesn't like to swear. He's like, "What the frig, ref?" It's kind of, kind of awesome. <laughs> I'm freaking telling. Good for him. Hey, good yeah. for him. Yeah, I can't fucking. There's, do it. there's no need for that. That kind of stuff. You're gonna right? be one thing. Be consistent. Does anybody have anything left? Rob, oh yeah, do you I have got a couple. Left? I have one that hasn't been mentioned. I had Bergeron at 17. I had Horvat at 19. I had Barzell at 20. But at 18, I had the PLD. There you go. Oh, there you go. My first honorable mention. I think it's a hopeful one. I don't think it's super risky, but 
I expect him to be like a 24, 25 year old, the way he gets talked about. Everyone's like, kind of talks about like he's a bit of a disappointment and he's been around forever and he's not quite coming through. But then you look at his age, dude's fucking young, man. Yeah. Like he's, he's I think he's what, his fourth year? So that Dauber fourth year yeah. breakout's coming, right? But he started oh, really young and he started with a huge amount of attention all over him, really young. And even though he's in the torts land, which means he probably doesn't have a humongous ceiling. I think he's bound for somewhat of a breakout, like a torts level breakout. Boo, yeah. Tortola, <laughs> Actually, I was exchanging words with our buddy over at Apples and Genos about PLD. I, I got him kind of like in the 60 point range as far as like my projections and things, 60 and 65, somewhere in the middle of there. We were talking about how PLD is now openly asking for a trade. Like he wants a change of scenery and they keep putting change of scenery in quotes. Apparently it's a direct quote. Like he, he wants out and I don't blame him. He, I've seen gifts of him fighting with Tortorella. I, I, like I hear whispers of PLD wanting to be able to express himself offensively. And that's just not the place to do it. What do you think? Like Domi is not the most defensive guy. What do you guys think about PLD? Just, just fucking doing it. Do you guys think he's just going to fucking do it himself? Like, if if he wants a trade, what better way than to pretty much invite other GMs to come knock on the door, you know, by having a fucking breakout season? And what's Tortorella going to do if you're scoring at a, at a point-per-game pace? What's he going to do? Is he going to fucking bury you in favor of, like, Miko Koivu or Max Domi? I don't think so. I could totally see John Torella doing something stupid. Yeah, like I'm that. not going to pretend to know what Torts is going to do. I got know? a hot take. I have the hottest of hot takes. I've had a couple of Stellas. Let's hear it. And uh, PLD to Boston. Stop it. Yep. Boston? Is oh, God. Boston. Now I, now I can Where's... see it. Oh, fuck. It makes sense in my head now. Why did you do that? Bergeron's broken. He's a great two-way Bergeron's player. Broken. Tortorella. Could you imagine how much Tortorella would love to have Patrice Bergeron? Like, he is the most Tortorella-y kind of center ever. Oh, God. Ever. I hate it. Dump some salary. Then oh, they have him and Krejci, who are super ass old in Boston. PLD. I don't hey, know what it is hey, about Boston. Hey, wait, they just wait. Don't, don't, be, do don't always take a shit on guys. David Krejci. You hmm. leave Krejci out of this. I like it. I love David Krejci. He is fantastic. And another, He's and another guy that you should have on your radar. Age, yeah. You should definitely have David Krejci on your radar. The quietest 70-point <laughs> player ever. Right? That's true. That's true. That's true. The only guy I have left is Anze Kopitar just because he's so fucking tried and true. Nothing nothing wrong with him. And he's always, you can you always can get also, him at value. I remember uh, over the summer, I got Anze Kopitar in like the last round. He was like yep. my last pick. Talk about value. And uh, I think Kopitar's like up and down years are done. He's just, he's leveling out at a middle. So. He is what he is. Yeah. It's, but the whole thing is yeah. they add uh it's really what are the kings the kings are going real tough on that youth movement we'll see what happens with that you know at least he still has dustin brown to play with because if he's not playing with dustin brown then do you mind sam look lost just that's what i'm just waiting about. until yeah. they trade for patrick kane jesus <laughs> okay that's that's a little spicy. The one thing that does that is uh, that is spicy. That's like bad time. <laughs> nope they they give up one of those center prospects because like Evan Barrett is kind of next in line. I'm probably forgetting somebody, but it's like Kirby Doc, and that's kind of it as far as their center prospects go. You know, somebody please chirp me on Twitter if I'm being stupid. I'm just not thinking of the right guy right now. But trade one of those 19 awesome center prospects, dump a little bit of salary because Chicago is not doing any damage anytime soon. 
and take on Patrick Kane. I think Chicago would be smart to want to reap assets. Uh, one thing that I've learned about uh, Los Angeles is they don't trade draft picks, so maybe it's not in the cards. But I think it'd be I think it'd be cool. Who would be a better winger mentor than Patrick Kane to go with the the center mentor that is Anze Kopitar? It's perfect. It's perfect. Do it. Kopitar is my number nineteen. I got Horvat at twenty. All done. Uh, honorable mentions. There's plenty of them because center's so fucking deep. There is, there is so many, and that's kind of a fitting time to talk about a guy who probably just dropped off the center mentions, which is hopefully toes is uh, is uh, yeah. not you know not too ill. I don't know if they've said what he's got or what's up yet, but it didn't sound very good. And if that guy is, you know, he's not pussing out. <laughs> like, yeah. he's not a Malkin taking a few days off rest. Like Captain Serious is a. Uh, um, he's kind of dropped off the fantasy scene for the most part, other than in a face-off deep league, but hopefully he's all right. Yeah, he was but my that's... number 17 for a while, but I shifted everybody up just because of the news. Yeah, and man, I mean, it's getting off topic now, but like Kane and... Strom. Kubalik and like Chicago is all of a sudden it's over. Like Carl Soderberg, your 2C. I had Kopitar, Monahan, Getzlaff, and Backstrom. Getzlaff, first. I love that. I love that one. He's just he hits. He does all the things. He's old and bald, and he does it all. Awesome. Still, I shouldn't say awesome. He's just he's a truck, though. He does he does a bit of stuff. Where's Buddy going too? I don't even see him in the ADP. I know in the fan tracks ADP, he's at like one sixty. So he's like basically undrafted. So if you're fading centers hard, he's probably still hanging around. Yeah, dude. He does like everything. Blocks, takes a ton of faceoffs. Yeah, it looks like he's undrafted in Yahoo too. There's a, there's so many honorable mentions. A lot of the guys that you guys talked about already hit my honorable mentions. PLD, he he was here. Kuznetsov, but I just hate that he's going in the sixth round. And he had just a good a year as Lars Eller last year. So... Uh, not too high on him. Um, as far as you know, my extensive you know seventeen person honorable mention went. Um, I'll, I'll keep it a little tight. I don't want people to forget about Joe Pavelski. He he, you know, if somebody would have had him in their top twenty, I would have listened to it. Nicholas Backstrom, PLD, I did have as my number one honorable mention. But then guys like Philip Dano, you Nick know, Suzuki. Nick Suzuki, yeah, Philip Dano, Nick Suzuki, dude. Come on, these guys. Yeah, deep cuts that are definitely are, worth they buying. They are good, but I'm with you on Pavelski. I'm, I'm kind of banking on him being one C. I hope so. But like, as Raj said, what what's the point of being one C if Sagan's not there? You know, like who are you playing with as one C? It's just a matter of minutes. Like he's gonna get him. So could happen. It could be ropey hints. Who knows? But uh, all right, that's it for our center episode. I hope you guys were digging it. If you do, I keep forgetting to ask, but if you got a minute, go ahead and leave a review, a rating on the podcast. It's a good way to uh, get us out there to more people. Feel free to chirp us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. Hit us up in the Discord. The link is somewhere. I think it's pinned to our profile on Twitter. There's one other thing. Oh, yeah. So it's officially last call for listener leagues. If you guys want to be in a listener league with us, hit us up on the Monday. Uh, anytime after that we're going to be closed for registration so hit us up yeah we'll see you guys next time for goalies we love you love you, love you.